Welcome, welcome to the Grateful Thread Podcast, where we're creating a community for cool quilting newbies and experienced quilters to unite. I'm Ashlyn of Urban Dwell Studio. And I'm Lacey of Messy Quilts, and we're your hosts. And we should probably mention that we're sisters-in-law. Yeah, I went and married your brother. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Ten years ago. That's cool. Ten years. And had a whole bunch of babies. Yeah, it was, that was great. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> you came to me in like, what, two months ago? And yeah. said, hey, we're doing a podcast. And I said... So we're just going to record our Marcos, Marco Polos in a microphone. It was more like you were like, ha ha, funny joke. And then I, I texted you later. and was like, no, but really, really, we're buying microphones. We're doing this. We're so doing it. Here we are. Episode one. Um, I want to tell you a little bit about where I came to be quilting. So I, uh, in 2013, I had my first baby and I had been working um, my whole life and suddenly was a stay at home mom. Uh, staying at home with my little baby and my mom is a serial quilter. She is an intense quilter. She is a very precise, yes, intricate, advanced quilter. Yep. She is the, I don't use a patterned quilter. She's very good. She taught me how to quilt. And what the first thing she taught me how to do were flying geese. Shoot. The first thing, which was the hardest thing I'd ever done. Here, just put the circle. Do yeah. the circle, please. And I just, I threw it out. I said, I'm not doing this. About a year later, I said, okay, I want to try again. So we started with something basic. So mom taught me in 2013. Come to find out a lot of women who have met through the quilting industry and uh, friends through guilds and things like that. That's where their quilting story started was that they were working and then they, um, had to stay home with their baby and picked up quilting as a hobby. Um, I started to quilt just because I was bored and I thought it'd be fun to hang out with mom. Um, so fast forward eight years, I cut up my nephew's jerseys. The first, he was graduating last year and I said, you know what, I'm going to try my hand at t-shirt quilting and uh, chopped up all of his jerseys and ended up making him a huge king size quilt. And at that moment I said, I think my piecing square blocks are behind me. <laughs> And in the last year, I, I launched Messy Quilts into t-shirt quilting and um, make t-shirt quilts for friends and family and then commissions on the side. And so I, I definitely have leaned more into art quilts than I had in the past. And it's been a big blessing. It's been really fun. Yeah, for sure. For me, I've been quilting since March of 2022. So that's approximately <laughs> seven, eight months. Yeah. Um, it was a wildfire, not as in like I was amazing right away, but just, I tend, I don't ever like stop things, but I basically have ADHD when it comes to crafts and hobbies. I'm off to start a new hobby. <laughs> um, and I have frequently started and stopped hobbies over the years, which I think is like normal, normal, um, fall out of love with it, throw the yarn away kind of thing. Um, right. <laughs> we did crochet, <laughs> right? I think I have a whole bunch of yarn in this cupboard behind me. Right yeah. <laughs> we can find our old hobbies in this closet yep. right next to us. Yep. Um, but when quilting hit me, it was just, it, like I said, it was a wildfire and just like, yeah. I could not stop. How many quilts have you made this year? Um, I think my count was 27. Oh. I just updated my spreadsheet the other day. <laughs> um, yeah, 27 quilts since March and 
yeah, I just, I, I can't, I can't stop. It is so addicting and so like life-giving for me, a nice stress relief. You know, I have five kids with your brother. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) but yeah, I was doing a business and it had started 2020. Is that? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, and I had a vintage quilt that I had purchased and I wanted to make a tote bag. So I made the tote bag and was like, oh, I have a bunch of this. Let me make some stockings out of it. Mm-hmm. So I made my own pattern for stockings and I was like, oh, I'll just post these on Facebook Marketplace and see if anybody wants them. They were gone. How, like, and how many did you make that year? That first like year? Like th- over 300, 300, just right? over 300 and Insane. like sold them on Facebook Marketplace for the- <laughs> Like, it's crazy. I don't know. I think I sold them for like 15 bucks. Hindsight should have bumped up my price. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but I was like, whoa, this is a lot. Yeah. And that, and that's where you took vintage quilts. Yeah. Very tattered. Yeah. That's definitely yeah. your claws. Yeah. As you claws. make sure is a little star asterisk yeah. is she definitely edited down. I'm really picky about a, the cutting up a quilt. I would not cut up a quilt that could be salvaged or that could be like – useful to somebody else these are typically like over 50 percent loss and lots and lots of batting repairs needed mm-hmm. and older fabrics that like couldn't really withstand use or like repair so when you gave it new life and new love yeah. and a new home and like a respect and appreciation that it definitely wouldn't get in the landfill you know totally um but i was working with those quilts and it got it was over a year and like that's just really not my style but like i really i'm kind of a serial entrepreneur as well as a serial hobbyist so <laughs> i had started a business around these quilt stockings and it was like doing the fanny packs and mm-hmm. doing the easter baskets and i wrote the pattern for both of those and i realized that i was really into that pattern writing and not so much the like vintage quilts which i really love and appreciate from like a creative standpoint but not necessarily like to put in my house right um it was really hard to like photograph stuff but anyway while i was like cutting these quilts up i would look at them and be like oh wow this star is really gorgeous but what if it was in like neon green and gray you know <laughs> And just like kind of like really far out there ideas based on these traditional quilts. And I was like, well, I would love to do this. I I could start that and that could, I could probably make that pretty quickly. Like I have good sewing skills. Clearly I'm Clearly. awesome. I'm killing this vintage quilt <laughs> repurposed business. <laughs> and so I started making a quilt kind of out of nowhere. I like went and bought the fabric, cut it up. And I made a giant checkerboard quilt, and then I ended up cutting it down from so, there. So you made the quilt top. I made the a quilt top. Checkerboard top. A checkerboard. And, and you did like, this in super secret. You didn't <laughs> yeah. tell anybody. And then I Marco Poloed Lacey and said, like, hey, look what I'm making. Is this a quilt? <laughs> and I was like, holy cow. <laughs> are those curved pieces? Yes, they are. <laughs> curved pieces that I've done once in my nine-year career, and Ashlyn says... I'm going to do it on my first one. I'm just like a really big advocate for like, do what you want to do and find out if it's hard or not. Like if you want to do it bad enough, you'll learn. Like I had no useful 
or really need to learn flying geese for my first block. Well, and you, know? you didn't know what was hard. Yeah. You, so you didn't hard. know curve. Right. You when didn't know that curves were actually not that easy. Right. Or but, common to learn. Or common. Like if you have something like an end product that you want to get to, you might as well practice on that. Like if you want to learn to be an excellent guitarist, you're not going to start with the trombone, you know? <laughs> right. You're just going <laughs> to jump right in. Just jump right in there. Um <laughs> Anyway, I started that first quilt and it really just, I'd say it spiraled out of control, but like it, there was some, some control, but yeah. yeah, lots of quilts. And it really just helped me realize that I didn't want to keep doing the vintage quilt repurpose game. Mm-hmm. It Originally, when I set out, I knew that it would have it had its moment and it was really trendy. And I lucked out and like really just got right ahead of that mm-hmm. or on it and rode that wave. And while I was making the patterns for the fanny pack and the Easter basket, I was like, oh, this is Hold much on. cooler. Hold on. This mm-hmm. is this is a fun. And skill. that's now what your company is, right? Urban yeah. Well, so, so I've pivoted very recently and I'm doing just quilt. Patterns. Right and quilt patterns. I mean, I guess I'll have some smaller stuff too down the road, but it's yeah, cool. we're going just digital and <laughs> we're just jumping right in. Yeah. No, no actual product to ship. It's and incredible. Yeah. So it's more my style, my taste, and I think it'll make me feel more connected with like customers mm-hmm. and like actually liking what they're buying from me, which is really sad. Sorry if you purchased a thing from me and I'm just totally bashing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not my thing. Um, anyway, what? so like what inspired us to do this podcast was we also serial Marco Polo. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah. All day. All every day. day. Every day. For probably three Three, three years four years maybe yeah but then since quilting it's yeah and and you have an artistic eye Ashlyn's very much she grew up painting i mean she already has the artistic eye i felt like i had the technical i got that from my mom yeah, where meticulous meticulous and i and i've learned from Ashlyn that i need to let more things go like let my art yeah. come through and i've been able to help Ashlyn on the technical side yeah. because she's seven months into quilting yeah yeah for sure but we So in the Marco Polos. Yeah, in the Marco Polos was when the podcast situation unfolded and I was insistent and here we are, dragged her into it. Um, But we wanted to create a space where we could share our experiences in the quilting world as like the newer generation since a lot of our connections that we've made on the internet have like overwhelmingly similar stories to us. Right. You know, you walk into the fabric store and you're overlooked by the old lady running the cut counter and they, you show them what you're making and you're all excited and they're like, oh, I don't know. That's kind of weird. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> oh, how? Wow. And, I, and I don't think that we knew, I don't think that we knew that it was the same for everybody else. Because yeah. as Ash and I started talking, you and I started talking and started talking to people around us, everybody feels alienated. Yeah, like super isolating. Super isolated, yeah. Like you don't really know about quilt guilds. I feel like traditionally when you're starting a, your quilting, you've just retired from your 30-year yeah. career as a teacher. 
And you're like, well, I'll do this quilting class now. And you start this quilting class. And there are eight other ladies that have also just ended their 30-year teaching career. And you bond because you're all the same age. And now you have all this time on your hand. You have no children Mm -hmm. to look after. But that's not really the case with younger quilters who, like, really until very recently, like, it's – I wouldn't say it was a dying art form. Right. I think it was just really geared towards older quilters. For sure. And And traditional quilters. Traditional, you know, the Ohio Star and Mm -hmm. checkerboard. Checkerboard. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, the checkerboard trend is real hot right now. It is very hot. Vans is having their moment. (laughs) Yes, they are. Not sponsored. (laughs) Not sponsored, but Vans, if you want to send us some shoes. I'm a nine and a half. (laughs) Same. Oh, really? Us tall girls. Heck yeah. Love our shoes. (laughs) Well, and and I think too, you know, like you talking about the older generation, I'm coming up on 39. You're 29. 29. Mm -hmm. And being in this little bit of a gap between old ladies and young people, just trying to figure out. To make that bridge, yeah. that there's a there really is a place for everybody. Yeah, let's be quilting. real. Having children in your twenties, like you're just an old lady immediately. I just totally missed out on those mm-hmm. on a decade. Yeah, I'll you've been a, thirty I'll for have a real good midlife crisis. Stay <laughs> yeah. tuned for episode five hundred and sixty-two. <laughs> we'll talk about the Grateful Thread podcast, <laughs> where I buy a souped-up Mini Cooper and. <laughs> Road trip across the to all the fabric stores in Canada. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, like, with the quilting, the quilt trend, like the quilt coats, I think is kind of what have brought a lot of new quilters to the scene. Agreed. Yeah. Um, I also think that surface design, as far as like the actual design of the fabric has really evolved over the last decade. One of my original businesses was making baby blankets and the fabric options that I had then, this was and how long, eight like years eight, ago. Barely. Eight like years not ago. Not even. Because yeah. I had a baby Lucy. Uh-huh. And like the options that I had eight years ago versus what I walk in to like a quilt store that I don't really like connect very well with is like a night and day difference. Right. Like walk in and like you're inundated with things that are way more attractive mm-hmm. and <laughs> way less traditional. But I think like people having the skill set to design the fabric has really like, I don't know, just inspired a lot newer makers to come to the quilting and sewing scene. Cause right. a lot of the fabrics are used by home sewists and mm-hmm. You know, they're using the fabrics to make clothes for their kids. Also, maybe we should mention that Pinterest is probably a big part of that oh, growth, for too. for sure. For sure. You can hop on the internet and... Just, like, Google. Like, yeah. I want to make this. Find a free tutorial on a skirt uh-huh. for your daughter and you're... And you go for it. Off to the races. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, for, like, really minimal stakes, like... Mm-hmm. What's the worst that could happen? You it's bought elastic and a yard of fabric. And <laughs> it doesn't work your out. one-year-old has a really ugly skirt. <laughs> right. At least you tried. That. <laughs> right? I think we all have done that. <laughs> it was really cute, though. She had a... I got better. Addie, my first daughter, had several homemade skirts. And, like, 
One was really tight. The poor kid was poor in like kid. a onesie with like her little. <laughs> it was like under her belly, so like the cute oh, little big so belly was hanging out over oh. it. But I had also made it like really short, so it was just like a weird. Oh, and she's tall. She's a tall. Yeah, she was born tall. She was born tall. Yeah. And I think, too, I I think in the quilting community and industry, it's people need to know you for a thing. Like, I I spent a lot of years, I I went down the paper piecing route, a technique where you use paper and fabric, and I thought I was going to be a paper piece designer. And then I went down the traditional side, and then I did blocks, and then I did swaps, and then I did, and and I was trying to find my voice through all of these years. And in that, a lot of older generations and people would just well, why would you do that? Why would you make that? Why? And it's like, well, I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. And so new quilters coming in and trying their first log cabin that isn't perfect. Like, good job. (laughs) Like you, you did a block, you know, like don't let the one thing happen to deter you from continuing. And, And I wish I knew that when I was a new quilter. Yeah. You know, so with the more recent move of creatives to social media, I think a lot of us have been inspired to start sharing our work, especially because a lot of us don't really fit in with the traditional quilt groups or guilds. Right. Uh, for us, Stacey and Fargo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guild is a tip, like a typically organized like a club, and it's where quilters get together and share projects. They have sewing days. I mean, you're typically grouped with people about your age mm-hmm. um also for those of you listening i stacy is our only our listener our only listener. she's our friend yeah she lives in fargo it's kind of a riff on um smartless podcast they have tracy in wisconsin and that's who they talk to when they have to explain something that's jargon lingo yeah. lingo yeah. Yeah. I think so for anybody who's non-quilters. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how or many non-quilters. Quilter. Yeah, maybe our friends. I don't think I would have known what a guild was with That's true. If you wouldn't have already been in one. Yeah. I I still am very confused about some of them. And I'm not sure like where I would have heard of a guild. Maybe yeah. like I don't like I probably would have eventually stumbled across like the Modern Quilt Guild. Well, and even now this week I found two groups that are local to me cuz I used to be part of a guild that was in North Utah County yeah, and they are no longer. And so I was recently found out about another, it's not a guild. It's not through the modern quilters group. It's a whole different group. So it's like, where, how do these groups form? Where do you find information? And, <laughs> and they're super weird, like umbrella chapters. Yeah. And like here, I think Utah is maybe unique in that way. Yeah. Like we have. Uh, we are like the quilt mecca. And maybe those of you in Wisconsin want to be like, no, we're the quilt mecca. <laughs> or like Paducah, you're like, we're the quilt mecca. But like you guys are too small. Sorry. Like there are Salt Lake. so many quilt shops nearby. We're super fortunate for that. And like mm-hmm. it's a really popular hobby in Utah. I think just given the like overall culture. Right. You Stay guys can moms. read into. Yeah. yeah. Stay at home moms, you know. Mm-hmm. grandmas large families as well as like a lot of pioneer tradition for sure and i and i when i first started my guild years ago when i first had my first baby when i was a newbie quilter i didn't feel like i fit in yeah i just flat out I, and and chalk that up to insecurity of being a new mom right like yeah. 29 with the new baby um and or chalk it up for the culture that it was 
I'm, I'm not sure which. And so I think that that's why this has started. You and I is bringing people to our table and saying what you create is great. Right. And you can sit with us. Yeah. I love that. You can sit with us. Mm -hmm. Also, did, was the Modern Quilt Guild just starting that year? Like 2013? I think it was 13 so? or 15. Okay. It was really recent, I which I actually didn't realize it was that new. Yeah. When so I like, started. no wonder why you didn't fit in. <laughs> yeah. Like, and also they didn't have marketing back then. And, right. I mean, marketing existed. Don't get me wrong. Not, not the Modern as, Quilt Guild. Right. Not marketing. as fast as socials today. Yeah. Right. Like Instagram was one and a half, two years old at right. that point and, and and that's back in instagram when you do like you make it look like pictures from the 1980s like you'd what what no like more like the 1880s <laughs> like what was the filter on it so, like oh uh like there's a nashville uh-huh yeah i use a nashville one i think there's one called like boots or something <laughs> you scroll far back enough just in keep, my uh -huh. like nick and i had dingy. like og accounts like he, oh yeah he heard about it and we downloaded it together <laughs> and so like I'm really grateful that that basically encompasses our entire relationship. Like, oh, yeah. minus a couple months of us dating. Like, oh, yeah, Instagram. Yeah. Uh -huh. Like, we yeah. have Instagram together to like document our entire relationship and all of our children, which I should do like chat books or something. You should. Because I would not be devastated if I lost those photos. Right. And Nick is very like on the artistic camera guy. Yeah. He's yeah. what a neophile. Yeah. He, like, just loves all the new things. Oh, and loves technology. It. He's also. IT guy, so I kind of feel grateful thing. he's doing all this for us. <laughs> Shout out to our sound engineer, sound engineer. Nick Downs. <laughs> we'll see Downs. you in bed tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. Um, and so, yeah, I think going back to the guilds, I briefly talked about you know feeling a little bit overlooked in the mainstream quilting industry, especially when I first started. I think it's better now, but it's taken work and confidence on my end to be okay with what I produce. Yeah. Um, in my age, you know, just right in the middle, an elder millennial, um, feeling overlooked and by the more experienced and, but, and then you have to look and what does more experienced mean? Right. Like I, I can be more experienced at pixel quilts than somebody else, but why does that matter? Um, it's also valid. Like this happens in really anything in any quarter of the globe like a new generation comes in and the older generation is defensive and so like right. we're not demanding right you know everything in the industry change but now we're here and we'd like a seat at the table because we are grown-ups and it's not thanksgiving dinner in the 90s <laughs> <Right. laughs> yeah. we don't need the kids table no we're perfectly competent quilters and we just want some fabric that doesn't remind us of the oregon trail and exactly yeah a quilt shop that is modern and cool and maybe feels like a cool vintage record shop or something oh, cool kind of like sotopia oh. amy, amy you do a good job i know you're not going to listen to this but shout out to amy <laughs> yeah, sotopia where is that one located uh cottonwood heights that's right they have a great online shop too also you're welcome sotopia for the plug <laughs> I also think like our friend that recently went to the guild with you like mm -hmm. just a couple days ago, yep. she double dipped that day and came to our modern quilt guild. And I was like, hey, heard you're uh, double dipping for the night and or for the day on quilt guilds. And she's like, yeah, this one is just a lot more modern and I feel more appreciated here. Yeah. Talking you about the Salt Lake Guild. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You don't get the like when you hold up your quilt, they don't go, Wow. 
that's interesting. And they're fighting for words that, like, aren't going to immediately offend you. But, like, really they're not impressed with what you made. And they don't get it. Right. (laughs) So after talking with a bunch of people, we decided to make a place that we feel like friends sitting with you while you sew. But also to answer those questions that, like, so many of us have as new quilters. Um, You know, we're often unaware of them. What you don't, you don't know what you don't know. Right. And it could be that, or you're just like kind of scared to ask the cut counter Grinch and <laughs> cut counter Grinch. So you perfectly don't. said, <laughs> yep. You just stay silent and continue on your YouTube journey yeah. of learning quilting. Yeah. But we're here. We're here to help you sit at our table. Um, so we, uh, moving forward, we will be releasing episodes every other Monday. Um, we would love to hear your ideas and suggestions. We, Ash and I have a lot that we've thought about and looked through, but if there's anything you want to learn about or hear about, uh, we're, and that being said, our next episode, we are going to talk about cut counter horror stories, which is actually kind of what the podcast started at. Yeah. Like we really just wanted to talk about cut counter Grinches. Cause and this you, is a family friendly podcast. I think I haven't said so far. Anything inappropriate yet yeah so the 23rd (laughs) january 23rd because when you started when you started quilting you had to go for the first time to the cut counter yeah and was not received well i've been quilting for nine years and i had a terrible experience at my lqs which means local quilt shop i actually didn't know that you're welcome for that uh Lingo. We, we need to have a whole episode on acronyms. Um, I did not have a great experience at the cut counter as well. Um, and that was even years later. So on January 23rd, we want to hear what you, what has happened to you at the cut counter. So I want you, we want you to submit these on our website at www.thegratefulthreadpodcast under the contact tab. I love that we're saying www. I know. Is that like elder millennial thing? <laughs> I think so. Yes. I think like Gen Z would be really like actually bar face emoji disgusted <laughs> for us. Sure. We should do a boomerang while we're sitting Actually here. no emojis. They're too cool for emojis. Are they, it's not, yeah. emojis aren't a thing like, anymore? And if you do an emoji with teeth, like that's like so lame. Oh, really? Yeah. This that's is the know. word on TikTok. Oh, that's good to know. <laughs> I'm like I, I'm an Enneagram nine, so I yeah. do all the emojis so people know that I'm actually like <laughs> to make sure that you know that I'm actually laugh crying exactly yeah. with my response <laughs> with my that I'm not mad yeah. when I text <laughs> and way too much punctuation coming from me and from you. There's yeah. never a misunderstanding via text never. with the Enneagram nine. No, between the two of us, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> all right, let's dive into some of our regularly planned episode structure. And just talk about what we're currently working on. Um, For me, I am working on a very special Christmas quilt because we are recording this just before Christmas and it's not done yet. But Lacey here and I decided, you know, we never get quilts as gifts anymore because we started quilting and as a quilter, like you're considered the X version in your circle. And so they're like, oh, you give us the quilts. You make them for us and you gift them to us. You no longer get quilts unless you make it for yourself. But you also never quite seem to find time for that either. So 
we were like, let's challenge each other to make quilts for ourselves. And I was like, better yet, let's let's swap and we'll make each other quilts. And you were like, yeah, picnic quilts. And I was like, yes, picnic quilts. Because it was July when we talked about this. (laughs) And we're like, yes, let's do it. And I went and got to work and started designing. And I was like, this is not going to be a picnic quilt because this is spoiler it's it's a little goth like you don't want this at a soccer game and it's gonna be like a little too nice to take to the grass in my opinion you do whatever you want with your quilt once i give it to you i don't really care but it's designed as like a snuggle quilt and i think we got to like a month and a half ago yeah (laughs) we were like we're making quilts for each other right we're still doing this right (laughs) Yeah, we're doing it. And then so. Ashlyn with her, I made 27 quilts this year. I think I'll just whip it together in a week. <laughs> it's not done yet. Okay, well, that makes me feel a little better. Yeah. Because mine's not done. Yours isn't done either. I feel like it could be done, but I was really rushing to get a couple of other projects done. Yeah. And I have definitely learned that when it's not your personal, it's pretty close to my style. So I don't know. Right. But like when it's not your exact finished product that you would want Mm -hmm. it's kind of hard to work through i think you've experienced that too yeah like client quilts yeah right like i i love i love bringing people's quilts to life and they get it but you get to that point where you're like i am sick of this quilt (laughs) you're like are you sure you want these bright colors (laughs) yeah they're like not working for me i see the vision i'm just a little uninspired yeah i had to i'm also working on your quilt i had to hide it from you before you walked in so don't look too closely at my basement okay (laughs) i was like just head down trying to get to the podcast room because i was anxious to set up not really anxious just excited. This is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so which leads us to another one of our regularly our regular segments. What are we what you digging, Ash? Um, this will be an opportunity for us and our future guests to share what's bringing us joy this week. It could be a cool podcast like this one that you're listening to, a uh, new notion or like literally the weather. Um, do you want to share what you're digging? Uh, first I'm digging this coffee that you brought to me. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. And it's so good. This podcast is fueled by Dutch Bros. <laughs> Dutch Bros. We have sound effects too. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Dutch, Dutch Bros, you can send us some coffee. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Um, I am digging stripology rulers. Um, so a stripology ruler is a ruler made of acrylic with acrylic. acrylic that's the word we were looking for that has slits in it yeah. so you put your rotary blade in between these slits and they're uh increments apart yeah up to two inches and you just can count and so you cut your strips and then you can cut it into blocks so i primarily make t-shirt quilts and pixel quilts which pixel quilts are like think minecraft pixelated images mm-hmm. and by using a stripology ruler you can cut 3600 two inch squares way faster <laughs> <laughs> like much quicker than one at a time one at a time i yeah. also like when i i think it was like a long time ago i went to cut fabric i was probably making like a little pillowcase or a drawstring bag and i went to cut a rectangle and i just cut it in the middle of the fabric <laughs> like those like tiktoks and mm-hmm. like reels that you see where they're like they put it in the middle. Yeah, I, 
I <laughs> literally did that. And it was just like cut on the bias and just. But you don't know what you don't know as yeah. a new quilter. And you know what? It turned out great. It wasn't great, but it was fine. Because you're not fine. It's just fabric and thread. <laughs> you make anything work, right? Yeah. Make it work. What are you digging? Um, I am digging this podcast. This is super fun and kind of like a dream come true that I didn't really know I had. I never really thought I'd have a podcast. I kind of hate listening to myself talk. But you're so good at it. I hate the sound of my voice. (laughs) You're so good at it, though. (laughs) And I never listened to my Marco Polos. Does Marco Polo make your voice sound really weird? I don't think so. Okay, well, I just I'm obsessed with my own Marco Polos. Sorry. I'm obsessed with my own Marco Polos. (laughs) Like I'm not vain of me. I'm like, wait, what did I say to them before they messaged back? (laughs) Well, I feel like you maybe have to do that with me because I like ramble on and that I don't answer any of your questions, (laughs) which is why we have Marco Polos all day, all day. But you can find the, we'll link these things in the show notes that you can find on the website, www.thegratefulthreadpodcast.com under the show notes tab. In the future, we'll share all the relevant details there. All right, guys. I think that's our episode. Thank you so much. You can find us on Instagram at the Grateful Thread Podcast. And a quick reminder to submit those cut counter stories for our next episode on January 23rd. And you can also subscribe for our newsletter. That'll get you updates and reminders for the next episode. Because I know for me, I weeks fly by. I need an email to tell me to listen. Yeah, I'm pretty good about like stalking my favorite podcasts, yeah. but some pull off and it's nice to get reminded. Yep. All right. A huge thank thank you to our inner circles for encouraging us to make this show and for the outpouring of enthusiasm, especially our Instagram homies. We love you guys. The Grateful Thread podcast is created, hosted, and produced by Ashlyn Downs and Lacey Messerly. Our sound engineer is Nicholas Downs. And if you enjoyed our show, we would greatly appreciate if you could take the time to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts so that we can grow this show and reach more fellow quilty friends. And so that we don't fail and cry ourselves to sleep. Our self-esteem is really dependent on these reviews. Please, guys. Please, guys.